0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. George's Rod and Staff, the official podcast of the Church of St. George the Martyr of Kales River, along with the chapelries of St. Mark and St. Monica's. I'm Lindsay Shooters and I'm joined as always by Father Rodney Whiteman, the rector of our church, the archdeacon. Father Rodney, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Lindsay. I'm doing well through the grace of God Um, in this new season of spring. um, With some of the challenges, obviously, with pollen (laughs) and dust. And so. uh, I'm sure lots of other people are struggling with it, but through the grace of God, we're doing quite well. Thank you. And I trust the same for you and your family, too. Yes.
0: As you know, the podcast is only one of the many ways you can consume content from the, Saint George, the Church of St. George's Mount of Kills River online. Um, there's the live stream of the services. You can go to the services in person um, obviously, observing all protocols there. Um, you still doing the evening prayer on a Thursday, Father?
1: I do the evening prayer from Mondays to Thursdays, yeah. Yes. Every evening, uh, Mondays to Thursdays.
0: And then there's the WhatsApp well, and all of those things. Awesome. Yeah.
1: The WhatsApp messages we do from Monday to Thursday. The Tuesdays, the lay ministers do their, their evening prayer. Um, sometimes I'm having another Zoom, other, other Zoom meetings as well, like confirmation meetings I had, baptism and marriages that I also have to do Zoom meetings for. So uh, trying to get as many things going as we can by being in contact with, with our people.
0: Yeah, that's so important. Yeah. Um, and we are marching on the five movements of the liturgy. The theme that you pulled out this week Um, on our continued exploration of faith during this time of crisis, is Faithful Witnesses of God's Kingdom. Father, if you could just unpack that theme, go through the collect, and then I'll catch up with you at the liturgy.
1: Thank you very much, Lindsay. The theme um, was drawn from the collect, which captures uh, tries to capture the main themes from the scripture readings of the day. And, excuse me, just perhaps to focus on God's kingdom first, because that is where the focus is. Um, there is an ever development um, in terms of the of kingdom thought. They've dissected this. God's kingdom is about the kingdom of creation. And then we're living in a world where there's the kingdom of the empire. and so, um, And so we need to know what those kingdoms are. And whose and, and every, every one of us has, uh, lives within the boundaries of a kingdom, in our mindset, in our way of thinking and doing things. The kingdom of the Empire is probably far more easier to explain, because those are the political systems, the economic systems that we live with every day that seem to rule and regulate our lives. But that doesn't mean we can't be part of the kingdom of of creation in which issues such as justice and equality and peace and harmony and um, where every soul is cared for on a fair basis uh, are are the main themes there. So when we when we live our lives, we witness to something. We witness mm-hmm. to our lifestyles. We live witness to our choices. And um, we, want, we want to be as credible a witnesses as we can be. Um, and, and witnessing is, um, is uh, um, talks to our beliefs, our, our sense of what we believe in and who we believe in. And um, in this theme, we are called to consider are we witnesses of God's kingdom, the kingdom of creation? Um, but but it could, it could, we could just have said witnesses of, but mm. the word faithful witnesses puts, a, puts a, a much more challenging turn on it. Uh, faithful would almost tell us how committed are we as witnesses to the kingdom of God. And, you know, witnesses tell a story. Witnesses see and hear and they come and share the story. So witnesses articulate what they have seen and what they have heard. And the, and the authenticity of their story is based on whether what they've seen is firsthand, what they've heard is firsthand. And so um, we, uh, at the end of our Eucharistic services, we are told to go out in peace to love and serve the Lord, so we go out to witness, and in our witnessing, we then bring forth, we then into the environment the kingdom of God, um, so that as people hear and people see with our lives, they are able to recognize the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world, and choose whom to live for, and um choose who to witness for. And I think we need to make a bit more sharper attention about this kingdom because Jesus, when he came to, to earth, that was his theme. Mm. He is here, here to proclaim the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Uh, he said so much, you know, um in his teachings on the mount, uh, our acceptance of the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all things will be added unto us. so um, Jesus is an advocate of the kingdom of God, and so we are called to be of, of like nature. And the church mm. is to be a, the witness of, of this. Okay. So going on to the call for worship to worship, Lindsay, my sisters and brothers, good morning. The Lord who is king, sits on his throne above the winged creatures. Be with you. We then go down to do the the collect. I mean, the collect for the day, which obviously, as I said, would focus on Holy God. You govern all things in heaven and on earth. Enable us to be obedient to your authority, that serving you in the world, we will be faithful witnesses of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lindsay. Mm
0: So, Father, our first reading is Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. So we back in Greece. He is writing from Corinth. Um, yeah. But it's just kind of, it's, versus, it's chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. It's just kind of saying, hi, how's it, to the, <laughs> to the Thessalonians. Um, obviously relating to them on a very personable level, um, showing that he's still a man who earns his own keep. Um, all of those themes are throughout that. Uh, I do not want to dwell on that because all of my eggs are in one basket this week, and that is in the gospel, which is according to Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. So it's after the three different parables that he's been telling the Pharisees now when they questioned his, who gives him the authority. They go back and then they're like, you know what? We now want to get rid of this guy, he's not good for us. Um, So they attack him on the level that is like trying to put him against the Roman Empire, which were the rulers of the time. And they send some of their disciples, along with some Herodians, to go ask him a question. And the question is, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? To which Jesus um, answers, he asks him to show them the coin And he asks, whose head is that? And they say it's the emperor's. And then he says in verse 21, Give therefore the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God's. And that is a very, very cunning counter-argument from Jesus. Um, But the question that I have is then, who owns our lives? Because if you are giving the things that are... If you are a Christian and you believe that God has granted you life, why then do you ask for something like eternal life from God? And then in this context that God gives you a life to live, what then is the purpose of our mortality?
1: Okay. Thank you. You're really throwing um, the curveballs <laughs> today. Um... I just want to allude to something that we find in uh, Paul's writing to the Thessalonians, um, Mm -hmm. where Paul says to them that we brought to you, not with words only, but also with power and the Holy spirit and with complete conviction of its truth. Mm. So he When we speak of the Gospels, we speak of Jesus, who is the good news for all. And that Gospel is spoken with complete confidence. Uh, That that Gospel is brought with complete confidence in a world where he was now um, experiencing entrapment. They could not pin him down by the previous uh, things we had uh, read about. And of course, this has about it, the, um, the, the 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 this this has about the uh, um, fact that you have counted us on all the questions we threw at you around the law.
2: Mm.
1: Now we're taking it outside of that, and we bring it into the political arena of the oppressor, mm. and. Um, You know, I don't think there's anybody throughout of history who loves paying tax to the Mm. government. Tax is always an issue. And particularly when, you know, when you have a government that's not on your side, but you are forced to support them um, through taxation, which is a legal form of ensuring that you keep the government um, uh, things intact, but you also unwittingly are supporting the system that they promulgate. You are supporting the systems that they put in legislation, whether there's a moral sense of that legislation or not. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I just want to say that they they then sweet talk Jesus Number one, they address him as a teacher. Mm. Now, um, we do know from Matthew's gospel that the, this word rabbi, teacher, is uh, connected to Jesus um, um, as, as it were the, the, the authentic teacher of the time. People were amazed at what he had said and, and what he had taught. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I want so to say we know that you are sincere. Now, were they trying to sugarcoat Jesus and the next statement and teach the way of God in accordance with truth mm. and show difference to no one for you do not regard God people with partiality. So they sugarcoat him and tell him what a wonderful person he is, but this was all with intention of trapping him. Mm. So uh, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? And uh, Jesus is conscious about what they want to do and uh, calls them in return hypocrites and <laughs> doesn't affirm they're sort of trying to sweet coat it. But I think that the best methodology used was to look at what represents the kingdom of the empire. Mm. <clears throat> It was the image of the emperor. And where would they find those images and what would tax be related to monetary um, mm. um, monetary uh, reality? So Jesus takes that and says, whose head is on here? Um, there is another translation that talks about whose image is on the mm. corner. Mm. So in other words, the coin that holds the image of of the emperor belongs to the emperor. Mm. And whilst you may use it for whatever means to live, you are using it because of the generosity of the emperor and you're using it as a payback to him rather than as trying to steal it from him. So it would, for example, yeah. be uh, illegal and um, treason if you to use the, the metal used for the, the, the coin and, and melt it down. Because, yeah. as yeah. you well know, there's just so much in circulation uh, at any given time. So when Jesus, therefore, says, well, once they said it's the emperor's head, it's the emperor's image. Who then give to the emperor what belongs to the emperor? And money is the issue for the kingdom of the empire. Yeah. Then he says, give to God what is God." So what was he saying, therefore, to us? Was he referring back to the Genesis story, which says, God said to the heavens, let us make humans
0: according to our image. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, and, that's what
0: I'm alluding to when when I say, like. Yeah. Uh, but I need to just <laughs> interject. It, it, it might be a little bit naughty, <laughs> um, but I read this amazing quote where it said, um, long time ago, we used to have empires ruled by emperors, and we had kingdoms ruled by kings, and now we have countries. And I'm just going to leave you with that and you can
1: continue. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody picked up what you meant by that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think that there is an, a, a way in which Jesus was alluding to. Now, I, in other words, who do you belong to? Do you belong to the emperor or do you belong to God? If you understand yourself as belonging to the emperor, then it means you have been to his slavery over you. And, you ha- and he has, as it were, branded you with his image. You are now, as it were, an asset, um, a commodity that is used for the purposes of the kingdom. But long ago, God branded you. With his image, not, not branded you, he made you, he created you. Imago de, he created you in his image. Now, of course, image for us means shape, uh, form, um, uh, you know, the head, for example. Um, we, we, we d- God is spirit. And so, what image would be on us? Because if we look at our different faces, God obviously wasn't putting his face onto us in, in the physical shape. What was the image within us? Uh, if God is spirit, then the, then the image that he has put on us is spirit. And uh, we know that when he breathed into the dust, which he formed and shaped, he breathed in his spirit. That's how he created man with life within him. So the life within us is the life of God. But we represent God, the
0: purpose of creation.
1: Let us make man in our own image. Um, the purpose of making man, we understood, and the year, of course, is where we often have um, have different views of it. But I think Augustine came close to it when he said, "Lord, you've made us." For
2: yourself,
1: hmm. why? Why did you have children?
0: Um, why did <laughs> I have children? It 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 was a happy accident the first time. The second time was thought about.
1: <laughs> well, why would you go down a road in which you know there's going to be happy accidents?
0: Uh, my wife is beautiful. <laughs>
1: So there is intentional accident, <laughs> not, <laughs> not that the outcome was. Never the but within us is the desire to procreate.
0: Yes, because we are base level um, organisms.
1: Yes, and when God in His in the first order of of, 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 of um of, of of creation, He makes us in the order that He makes us in. In the second, um, very romantic three of this of the Watsonam, we can see how uh, the whole understanding of man is a little bit more deepened and balanced by the first one, where where there's the the depth of God making us for fellowship with him. Um, but of course, ar- around that hangs m- mystery that we don't fully understand.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so Augustine comes very close to it when he says, You've made us for yourself. Um, when Jesus is on Mount of Transfiguration, his baptism, and stands in for humanity, what does God say at the, when he comes into the cloud? He says, this is my son. So when he made us human, he made us his children. We achieve
2: sonship or childship. Through Jesus Christ. So God makes us.
1: For himself. And we are therefore God's. Children. And to. As an extension. Of who he is. In a very
2: limited world.
1: So we go to. The doctrine of man. Why was man made? Psalm Psalm 8 asks that question. Um, If I may just read that as part of my response to the question you asked. um, Um, God is praised as governor, and God's name is glorified in all the earth. And then uh, he goes on to talk about. Um, God's majesty in the heavens. Um, And he comes to verse five and said, What is man that you should be mindful of him or the son of man that you should care for him? And in response, he says, yet you have made him a little less than a God. And you've crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made him the master of your handiwork and have put all things in subjection beneath him. So there is some kind of a, 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 a doctrine of why man was created, um, all in the mind and in the purpose of God. And from our understanding, from what, we, what has been revealed to us, we are able to say this is why you made man. And we see from the ongoing reading of uh, that fantastic um, 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 dialogue between God and Adam, when God looks for Adam, God seeks fellowship with Adam. Where are you, Adam? You know, um, there was a special connection between God and his creation and especially with man. And so... When Jesus comes to to the earth, he's, he comes to a community in which a world in which he has to, in order to rectify what was broken, heal what was broken, he has to embrace our broken humanity as a result of of what sin has done to it. So, do we all understand that we were, and this one of this one of the psalms says that, we are incredibly and wonderfully made. As they marveled at their own uh, self and their creation, they began to say, but look at the work of the creator. Um, that made us and we are not just made from the earth, but we are made in the mindset of God as those who will bear his spirit within within them the spirit in which not only is the ability to live but to live in fellowship and community and relationship with god and with each other and that is why we we look at the story of 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 god looking at at the man and saying it's not good for man to be alone um i mean all of creation is a as a process unfolding not not just a once of thing and so god creates out of man woman um again we don't have any this is not about scientific historical proof yeah, yeah. It's yes. really to try and understand why are we here what is our purpose <clears throat> Dan, but ba- dan brown wrote a book called origin and that uh, he explores this whole area of w- what does science reveal about the origins of man? Why will we here? Um, there's also fantastic reading when it comes to um, paleontology and the discovery of of the history of u- humanity across the globe and how they discovered um, man in various shapes and forms. I suppose lending to the evolutionist thinking, mm.
2: um,
1: and I was very fascinated. For example, in one of the books I read, why the West rules for now, mm. and he said mm. how um, you know it starts here in the East African, and then they they mobilize themselves to go to another area, and as they move, well, in one year, for example, um, they uh, Homo sapiens Homo um, uh, they move from this one type of being to another uh, area, 35 miles in one year, that's in 365 days, they move 35 miles. But in order for that movement to happen over that time with rest and nourishment and different types of food and the the need to use their bodies in a particular way, hence they moved from where they were bent over like, like apes into the shape of human erectus. Mm-hmm. So suddenly there is a different form of it, of it being. So all of that within it had that the spirit of God indwelling them. Um, and we don't know how, I mean, I have read books, um, sadly, to discover what was the religious um, realities for them. How did they come to understand God in what we would call their primitive selves? Uh, there must have been something that they, um, as their minds developed, began to understand. Uh, you know, there's something bigger than who I am. If I look mm. at myself mm. and the world around me, there's somebody bigger than I am. Why do I have a mind to think in the way that I do, in over against the other animals that only have instincts? So we're dealing with a whole lot of mystery, and I, I'm I'm really just trying to say. Um, Is Jesus actually saying when when um, when the emperor made this coin and had his head forged onto it? um, Not only did it say that that belongs to him and represents him. He was also saying that whoever holds it in their hands. They are owned by emperor. So what Jesus says is don't hold on to the emperor stuff.
0: Give it back to him. So I, I, I have a slightly different um, uh, kind of explanation for that whole thing. Where it's like, so the 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 dinar um, at 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 the time, or at least the, the, the coin, the the money, the the whole economic system that was built up by the empire. Um, if you are profiting from that, if you are accessing all of the luxuries that that affords you like like now in our way it's running water it's like all these things roads that we can drive on like someone had to build that like yes cool you need to pay for that and like according to the law somebody else provided that and hence you must pay for it in some sort of way um so then in the same way where like I, i guess the question that i'm asking is If you believe that God gave you the life that you had, that God created all people in his image, you also are affirming in that same sentiment that our potential for violence is also godlike, and you... (laughs) (laughs) And you are also affirming that all people then have access to eternal life. So then it kind of negates the whole idea of asking for it and negates the idea of, of sin. Because if we are made in the image, everything that we are capable of is also capable, or at least the divine power is also
1: capable of. Not so. Uh, but but you see, God is made. We are made in God's image, yeah. but we're not. We're not made as God.
0: Oh, you're gonna have to unpack that a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we read it in, 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 um, in the psalm. The psalm yeah. says, "Why have you made? Why have you made us?" And then, mm-hmm. then he goes on to say, "But you made us a little less than God." So we're not on the same level of 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 who god is we are made um because i mean our humanity could never contain who god is
2: hmm
1: Uh, so um, like like for example the whole body of 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 the of 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 the coin is not on the the whole body of the emperor is not on the coin it's only his image
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah it represents him
0: I understand. I understand so, that point. So, fair so, point. Fair
1: point. So, so then the question would be: um, Whatever God has created within us and made us in in the image, because we had, we come to understand that we have, we had within the sense of this creation, the the potential to choose. Hmm. Uh, why God? Why would God say to us? Don't do something that I'm saying will actually hurt you in the end and hurt my relationship with you. So he's obviously getting them to think about this and giving him a a decision to make. You know, why would you betray something that was so good to you Um, until the snake says the only reason why he doesn't want you to eat is because then you will have the power. Over good and evil. The knowledge of the power of good and evil. So otherwise. Other words. The tension there sounds to me like. You can become godlike As God. If you eat mm-hmm. of that yeah. tree. That was the illusion painted. But when we. When, the, when that fruit was taken. What did it do to us? That which we first. Were not ashamed of. Suddenly, we became ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. And so the whole image of who we were was shattered. And the tensions then rose. Not because if we had chosen to obey God, the potential for violence would not have really surfaced. Mm -hmm. The potential of violence came when we decided to disobey God. So the alternate happened. That was there if given the the sort of opportunity which it it was given. Don't eat of that tree. Think about what I'm telling you, says God. I'm giving you the power to choose, but you have to choose. How do you get to make this choice? You know what my relationship with you is like, but here is something that you need to, to, to exercise for your own benefit. You and I know just how difficult it is to come to a decision. You and I know, given your opinionated um, mindset, you want to know whether you have gathered enough evidence to say that will be a good choice. The iPhone mm. we spoke mm. about earlier comes into our conversation now. Why do you choose the iPhone? Because it gives you five years service, it gives you a retail value that's more powerful than the rest. So, my relationship with the iPhone, identify myself as an iPhone carrier, and in fact, I put on little symbols that associate myself with it. Symbols that mm, say, right. you know, that thing is identified with Lin- with Lindsay. So coming to the same, uh, do we want to be identified with God as those who were graciously given His 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 image, or are we wanting to be identified as God with God as being on par with God? We had not so long ago been dealing with the Philippians passage of Jesus. Mm. Who Paul says, did not cling to equality with God. So, so whilst it, it is God who can save, but if he now could, if he clung to, a, as a human being clung to equality with God, would he have been able to save us? <sighs> that, that's, so, a, that's a very so weird then you argument.
0: See, but then um, you just
1: see quickly, let me just just round it off yeah, quickly and say, yeah, so yeah. he became obedient to death, death on a cross. He embraced humanity in its fallenness. He took the form of a human. So in that shape, that form, um, he was able to become the redeemer. Mm. So just to round it off, so sorry for inter. Oh, no, no, nothing.
0: Oh, no, that that was. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you came out swinging. You made you made some very very good points there. Um, but so I, I go back to to like the the original chosen people. Um, they were founded on the idea of of wrestling with the higher power, like Israel was. That's how Israel started is like I forget his name now, he wrestled with the angel.
2: Abraham.
0: <laughs> uh, um, Jacob. Yes. Um so 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 here's, here's a couple of things that I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with the constant um savior narrative that happens within the Bible. Um yeah. Like, you can't have, like, Moses and Jesus and, like, name one person, uh, David. And you can't keep having that happen without, and then going back and saying, but because Adam and Eve ate the fruit. And it's like, no, like, how can can I still be on the hook (laughs) for something that happened then when there have been all of these redeemers, all of these redemptions? Since then, it's like how how many times are we going to repay this debt? You know, well, we've only um, been
1: redeemed. We've only been redeemed once. <laughs> Redemption's well, happened once,
0: but everything else was like we made covenants and we said sorry and like we we've been down this road so many times. So I will admit that I am a slave to my curiosity. Um, uh. Yeah, I cannot, like, (laughs) it's amazing. I've been trying to play this Halloween prank on my son where I've been telling him, so he's five years old, so I've been telling him that aliens abducted his mother and replaced her with an imposter who is spying on us. So I'm doing this because it's really funny to me um, to see just him start doubting himself like, go down this whole road. And it's also to teach him a lesson about how people are formed, like how... um, So I tell him, I keep telling him, if you want to check, ask Mama to show you her navel, because only humans have a navel because we were connected via the umbilical cord. Um, And if, like, a humanoid doesn't have a navel, they are not human. You know, it's it's virtually impossible for that to happen. Um, So I eventually had to come clean because he was getting quite emotional about it. (laughs) Um, But it's it's all these... But it, it was interesting where he started telling me that aliens do not exist. And I could not argue with him because we do not have any... We cannot say with any certainty that they do or don't because there is no evidence. And I respect him for as a five-year-old standing firm in his belief in evidence-based science where it's like there's no evidence of it they do not exist (laughs) Uh um so like like that that, for for, for me that that's the thing is like how many times have we are we to prove how many times is there going to be a savior for us to finally be free you know to to live our lives because like Again, I, I I go back to my my original question: Is like, if if Jesus is saying in that like, give to God what is God? If we believe, if you believe as a Christian that God gave you life, why are we still indebted to God? Like, and then what is the purpose of this life?
1: Well, we 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 the purpose of life is a very um, ongoing question we yeah. explore, isn't it? But let me <clears throat> let, let me look at that purpose of of life, for example through you as a father, you using the opinionated um, methodology, um, which you produce beyond your children for, for um, dialogue with a bigger and wider world. Hmm. I would want to argue that what you are doing is part of the salvivic work. Um, of of god in that you are trying to get people to think more deeply about the issues that are really important to us and not to be fixated on one idea and just hold on to believe because what you are saying in terms of your opinionated methodology is that there's something deeper Mm -hmm. there's something more we've got to look for Whilst we discovered things along the path of conversation, research, and, 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 and all of that, we still need something deeper. So I would want to say that you are saying to your son, um, who may have been introduced to the idea of aliens, thinking through it and wondering about it, you come with your teaching with methodology to try and get him to think a little deeper about where this all is. And you've been fascinated by you being able to make a stand and saying, well, I've got enough evidence at to say, as a five-year-old to say, I am resolute in my belief that there isn't an alien. So I don't have to fear this because that's what, 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 what happens in the world. What mm. we don't know, we mm. fear, right? So your methodology of opinionation is to set him free from that which would enslave him. That happened once and for once and for all on the cross of Jesus Christ, who dealt with the issue of sin, the devil, and the world. Then we have, so you and I, the work I do as a priest, in order to try and help understand what the purpose is, what our purpose is as human beings, in relation to all that is going on around us, is to look at this whole thing called the kingdom of God. Hmm. And so, um, so, and then when you look at the the that which Jesus taught over against that which the empire demanded, the empire wanted you to be slaves, mm. and it would in, in and if you resisted that, it would further use violence to get you to, the, to 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 what's the limit? It was not wanting you to be free because if you were free, you were going to break this kingdom down. Mm. Yet. The kingdom of god risks for us to be free that's why jesus saves us and that is why we um, when you look at, at 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 some of the stories that i'm watching uh, that i get a chance to watch on on television there is always somebody who needs to stand up to cut the rot of what powers are doing to communities mm. so somehow whilst he died for us once and once and for all There's an ongoing work that he has to do. That is why we witness to the kingdom. We are saying that there's something more than this slavery and this bondage that people want to put us in. For example, um, we cannot live our lives, inverted commas, without the coin that has the emperor's head on it. Because Mm -hmm. that coin gives us a certain illusion of power. The power to purchase. The power to control others—if we have—if we have, have a way of 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 having bonds full of it—we can then empower those who don't have it,
0: or rather mm. enslave <clears throat>
1: those who don't have it. So it's a tool of 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 disempowerment, of marginalization, of disenfranchisement. <clears throat> Whereas the kingdom of God is that which sets us free. It's 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 all to do with. Um, living in a covenant relationship with God. And if we do that, we are free to love him and free to love one another. I suppose one could say the ultimate purpose of all creation is about God's love for all of us and for all of us that he, that he imagined into being. Now we can, can relate to one another. So the kingdom of God is about love. So the work you are doing as a father is part of the salvific work of God. And if you and if you are a father that ensures his son will be empowered and liberated in that empowerment to be able to be resolute in what he's come to believe, then then and he's free to be able to explore his world with no fear, because he has come to a belief and and, and, and the faith in which which what he does does not enslave others. Mm. Does not abuse others. Then it ought to be seen as part of the creation work, part of the kingdom of creation, because the kingdom of creation is we are seeking to create something that is better for us, better for all. And and so your methodology as a parent, if your methodology as a parent is to ensure that your child grows up to be violent, it the way to get in there (coughs) is to enslave him to violence. Mm. If it is to build a world of love, then you can't enslave him by love. You can only love him Mm. and show him love. Because love, by nature, cannot be enslavement. Mm. So part of what you are doing is part of the Selberic work. work, work Why are you wanting to do something? My my endeavor is to say, because you're made in the image of God. Because Jesus embraced our humanity, and therefore as a result of what he has done for us on the cross, and we're accepting that our minds are thinking along the lines of working towards a community, a society in our time, that will represent that which is part of the creation kingdom. Kingdom of Creation, the Kingdom of God, which will build a better world for us. That's why you're the opinionated guy. <laughs>
2: so,
1: so, so I, has that silenced you? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I like the key change that happened. I, I like, I like um, that it moved from the framing of the Kingdom of Creation as something that was created that we live in to a framing where we are still creating our environment. Absolutely. Um, And and I I think that that was a I think that was a breakthrough moment for us Father.
1: And well that's why the what does the last verse say in the gospel?
0: Uh they were surprised. (laughs) Um,
1: They were amazed
0: They were amazed, yes. (laughs) They were. (laughs) And on that note, um, if you could please take us through uh, other points of reflection for the week. There's a hymn writer that
1: says, we stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wondered how we could love him, how he could love us, a sinner um, and, uh, and unredeemed. And so it goes on to say how marvelous, how wonderful Is his love for us. And so we continue to um, embrace the theme of the kingdom of God when we hear in our prayers um, the Lord God, who is the friend of those in need, whose son has untied our burdens and healed our spirits. And so we are able to lift up the, the prayers of our hearts for those still burdened those seeking healing, those in need within the church and the world. As we do so, we praise God for his goodness and we sing to God with hearts filled with thanksgiving. Because as the king of love, God had created all things which came from him and belongs to him. Our prayer is that God will keep his church focused on our hope in him and to hold on to God's creation. We also pray for those
2: who are,
1: who are whose who's longing hearts are for truth and justice in a world where there's many entrapments uh, of the kingdom of the empire. So we pray for political leaders and call them to account um, that they may really govern with truth and justice. We are challenged by the fact that we cannot live without money, And sometimes money controls us, or the need for it, or the love of it. So give us faith to place our money completely at your service, O King of love, making us wise stewards of this currency of action. And then our prayers go out to those who are in the grip of debt and poverty (coughs) as we ask God to. Excuse me, release them from it and also give consolation to the anxious and the desperate. God may restore our true fortunes. And then we remember those that have died and pray that they may indeed um, rise in the glory of God. For every human soul longs for the eternal life in the presence of the creator, saviour God. And so we pray in a time of COVID-19 where we are learning about um, new spikes and we are learning about second waves and third waves, where we are learning that symptoms are lasting longer than thought of be now also learning that people uh, have been reinfected so we continue to pray author of life healer of the nations grant us courage to face our trial give us wisdom to find relief give us faith to be responsible and grant us your salvation through jesus christ our lord amen then in conclusion, we pray the prayers of commission and benediction. So my sisters and brothers, go now as those who have found favor in the sight of God. Be imitators of Jesus Christ and an example to all of the life of faith. To the world in which you live, give your love and service. And to God give all that you are and all that you shall be. And may the glory of God's goodness be revealed to you. May the grace and peace of Jesus take root in you. And may the inspiration of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.